God, All right. man. Show it to me. Show it to me. Whip it out, Graham. Show it to what me. I are see you, it. What do you want to see? I want to see it. You know what I want. What you really, really want? Hit me with it, Spice Girl. Well, let me load it first. Yeah, you got to prep it and you got to get it all nice and uh, packed. Yes. Exactly. I want to see this big actually, bastard. Actually, I'm not going to pack it because I need uh, filters before I do. Anyway, ah, this. Show it to me. Look at that. That's a nice looking bong. This is Illusion. Get your mind out of the gutters, listeners. He just got a new bong. And for those who are only listening and can't see this uh, magnificent piece of art, it is a what looks like turquoise. In, mm-hmm. in uh, what, what material would you say that? Is that all wood and just ceramic? Or? So we have a ceramic. Is it wood in the middle? Yep. It's a wood handle. Because wood this handle. Is very, so he's got some nice hard wood slick. as he strokes it. This is a, this is a, a smooth ceramic. So they wanted something that you could really grip, you know, when you're pulling on it. Pulling a nice big hit. Exactly. Like. Very nice. Exactly. That is pretty. Uh, can you pause the recording? I need to grab filters. I forgot to grab those. You are killing me, Smalls. I'll I entertain the folks. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. Well, while Graham grows and does whatever the fuck Graham does, he's gone. We knew him hardly. Welcome to this week's episode of Drunk Thoughts and High Opinions. I, of course, am the present one who's decided to continue the show going. I am your Drunk Thoughts, Corey Rokes. Co-hosting with me is my always my good buddy. Graham, why don't you tell the folks who you are? I am Graham. I smoke weed. Professionally. You've been paid to smoke weed? I have been paid to smoke weed at one time. So, technically, I am, I am a professionally... Technically, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want to... By definition. <laughs> by definition, I technically have smoked weed professionally. So, that makes me a professional weed smoker. I want to hear this story. Please tell me it's an interesting one. Eh, not really. Well, I, then you need to invent something that's a lot cooler <laughs> on the fly. <laughs> all right. So when I was in France, uh, mm-hmm. we're hanging out at my at my friend's mm-hmm. place. And this Your is where friend? I, uh, my friend Joseph. And so, mind you, I think I told you a little bit about this before. My friend Joseph lived alone. In uh, in in good old France, and uh, I'm just looking around for a lighter here. Uh, good God, if I don't have one in here, I'm gonna kill you myself. You are so ill prepared. I know, right? I thought I'm I gonna used... need to get your shit together. This is a new <laughs> year, new drunk thoughts and high opinions, Graham, and you're fucking it up. Yeah. Plus, it's you. How do you not have a lighter? Like, I thought I had one in my pocket. <laughs> <sighs> Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I am missing the essential thing. Alright, you go do that out vamp for a little burbs, bit more. While Graham goes and gets a lighter and he's a fucking sieve, I will tell the folks I am drinking this evening a line of Kugels, Barry Weiss, brought to you by the good shores of Wisconsin, the good folks in Wisconsin. Where the fuck are they? Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Line of Kugels, Barry Weiss, a natural berry flavor and blackberry juice 
uh, beer. It's 4.7%, so it's a little on the lighter side, so I'm going to be putting them back pretty hard tonight. But it is a very fruity um, and light beer that I am very much enjoying. So I definitely recommend the Lani Kugelberry Weiss, Graham, if you haven't tried it. Lani Kugelweiss. All right. You want to try that again? <laughs> no, I already <laughs> what forgot. What did you just say? <laughs> I already forgot what I said. Lanin Weiss, Mary Kugel. Lanin Weiss, Carrie Kugel. Lanin Kugel. Lanin Kugel. Berry Weiss. Sure. It is a beer. See? See, look. It's a beer. Berry Weiss. Very cool. Yeah. You've had like Summer Shandy. I know I've seen I've given you Summer Shandy. Sure. Line of Kugels, Summer Shandy. It's their summer or summer like lemony lemonadey beer. Very sure. refreshing. This is their winter <laughs> holiday beer, and it is also very refreshing and delicious. So I will oh. be putting them back tonight, sir. Well, that sounds good. And next time I get the opportunity, I'm going to look it up. And that's You're a Stednevsky like promise. Ten minutes. That is that is all, that is a Stednevsky guarantee that I'm going to look it up <laughs> if I remember it. So, no, you won't look it up. So I, will, I will not look it up. <laughs> no. You're going to forget in the next five, four, three, two, one. And they're off. Uh, you can do better than that. Show me the choke on that. That looks like it's got a cool, like, acorn or something on it. Yeah, so... Is it a leaf? Turn it. Oh, it's oop. a leaf. It's a leaf. It's a pot leaf. It is a pot leaf. <clears throat> that well, is so adorable. Yeah, right? Aw, the filter. Anyway. <laughs> what, did you smoke the filter? <laughs> no, the filter just fell out. I had to get a new one. So. Well, it's a good thing you left me hanging in the show to go grab more filters. Exactly. Okay. So. So tell us about Yosef and uh, Franz. So I'm hanging out with my friend Joseph, <clears throat> not Yosef. It's a hard J. I think it's, it's a hard J. It's a hard J. And like um, yeah, and uh, we're hanging out. This is where I have my weed stored. And um, he gets a call from his friend, and he he knows that since or uh, since I've been hanging out with him, Joseph has started smoking more weed. And so his friend now knows, oh, man, Joseph has been smoking a lot of weed. He needs to know about this. Just conveniently, I happen to be hanging out with him. So um, Joseph gets a call. His friend is on the other line. He's like, hey, man, hey, man, you've got to come down here. There's a there's a uh, like a dispensary opening up. This is this is right after the um, the passing of uh, the decriminalization um, of marijuana in in uh france which happened close to the end of my time there and basically they took it down from it was a, a 400 euro fine to have any possession of cannabis and potential jail time if you were found with it actually definite jail time 400 dollar fine just flat upwards from there and basically don't you mean francs don't they have francs no as they the don't not, not for like like 30 years or so well fuck me never mind yeah exactly so um Yo. or at least at least 15 but um anyway he because the like we macron basically came in and said okay we're gonna make it a one euro fine and you don't you, it just gets taken away one euro fine you it's not a big deal or anything so uh uh there was a place that was opening up it was kind of like a shady um 
uh, place, but pretty like nice for a shady business. And it was, uh, uh, you know, like look, it actually kind of looked like what uh, like newer dispensaries look like in like Canada. The ones you've been to that are like super fancy on the inside, kind of look like a spaceship. This is the first time I ever went into a dispensary that looked like that. You know, that kind of looks, looks like an Apple store for those who have not yeah. lived in Canada and been to a dispensary. It kind of looks like it looks like the bizarro Apple store, like it, like the genius bar in the Apple store where, where everything is there, everything you're looking around and you're getting to walk up and down the aisles that look super fancy with the, with the yeah. computers. But now it's weed. Um, uh, and this was the first time I got to see that, but it was, uh, the it was still, it was like in a like back alley, like hidden place. It was just, once you went inside, you're like, Ooh, this is super sketchy. You walk inside. Oh my God, it's a fucking spaceship. So we go in there and, uh, uh, I, my French at this point was pretty good. Um, but, it, but these, but my friend Joseph really took over the conversation and was just like, Oh, blah, blah. my friend here is like a big fucking stoner. He loves weed. And he also loves to like, you know, smoke different ones and, you know, talk about them. And so, um, the, the guy who runs the store was the one we were talking to. And he was like, do you want to test? Do you want to, uh, uh, test some of the weed? I was like, yeah, sure. Fuck. Yeah. And he's like, I'll pay you 50, uh, 50 euro for it. I was like, you, I I'll do it. I'll do it for, and <laughs> Joseph was like, great. Awesome. We'll see. We'll smoke to for 50 years. Sign me the fuck cut, up. Cut me off. I was about to say I'd do it for free, and the guy probably would have been like, awesome. <laughs> cool. Come um, on, Graham. If if you know you're good at something, never do it for free. Listen to the Joker. No, Listen know. to Heath Ledger's words. I know. R.I.P. I know. I know. I, I'm glad that I got paid the 50 euro. It was great. It was great fun. I had a lot of, a lot of fun. I got very high. That weed was good. (laughs) Holy shit. I don't, I don't think my host family saw me for like two days. (laughs) (laughs) They weren't concerned. Oh no, they were, they were fine. I'm, I, I of course kid. I was, it was probably more like 12 hours and that was the usual amount that I would be gone. That's actually a pretty good story. I don't know why you were like, meh, it's not so great. Yeah. My name's Graham. Not so great. Yeah. Well, you know, stories are what you make of them. And you're a storyteller. You have exactly. a whole goddamn website devoted to this. <laughs> yeah. So make something of it. All right. Sorry. That's a short story right there. That's a short film right there. That is. That is. Like you could have an epic, suspenseful, like horror lead up into like one of the greatest finishers of all time where a dude just goes into like a spaceship and smokes weed. Fuck. Yeah, I'd watch that. I Yeah, definitely. I think we're on to something here, honestly. I don't know what this weed shit is. It's all you. You write the story. You're the story writer. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I just always include you in shit. You need a handout. Hey. Fuck you. I just got a raise. <laughs> I know. And how is that going, sir? Honestly, the job responsibilities hasn't really changed much at the moment. Great. Are uh, you are you a little bit more in control of what you are doing in the workplace? As of now? the moment of this recording, no. It really hasn't changed much. We're supposed to sit down and kind of redraw the lines of my responsibilities with the the rest of the team. Uh that might happen tomorrow. 
So there we'll was see. kind of a preliminary promotion just to keep you around and then talk about what's going to change later. I have thoughts. I also have opinions, but I won't express those on these show because I know Sir. my fucking territory. I understand my territory when it comes to drunk thoughts and high opinions. Thank you very much. Very good. Uh, very good. But I do have some thoughts and opinions that I will express to you off air. All right. And in the meantime, still a good job. Still recording a shit ton. I get to record a line tomorrow that's uh, packaging bags of chicken, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's very so if you cool. ever go to if you ever go to the store and you see these giant pouches of chicken with the yellow ribbon at the top that says John Souls, that's the uh, the company, which is pretty tight. This is the line we're taking down to a protein conference uh, in Atlanta, Georgia in a couple weeks. So that's pretty cool. Another fun, cool thing that happened was we needed product uh, samples for the show. We needed like stuff to display on ourselves while we're at the show. But obviously, we're not going to put like raw meat on our shelves because it's a hot ass conference. So we just right. get the packaging. We'll go out to the store and we'll buy food and just take out the, the, the food part of it and just keep the package. I spent $350 today on chicken fucking nuggets. Good Lord, sir. But the best part is I took, you know, it was a, it was a box, you know, it was a box of nuggets. Think about like your standard carton paperboard box, open up the box, took the chicken nuggets out, hot glued the carton back together to make it look all pretty. And guess who got to take them chicken nuggets home? Boom. This bitch. This bitch. So I have a freezer fucking full of chicken nuggies right now that is going to feed me for basically 2023. That's awesome, man. I Epic. That sounds very good. You are going to be living like a fucking chicken nugget king. So much my resolution of losing weight. Not yeah. Gonna happen. I'm going to get fucking fat. I'm going to look like Brandon Fraser in the way hell. Yeah. That's a strong chance with that many chicken nuggets. It's a fuckload of chicken nuggets. Not a, a shit ton. Not a butt buttload. It's a fuckload. An absolute fuckload of chicken nuggies. First standard, then metric. Yes. Yes. <sighs> so... Have you been paying attention at all to the Golden Globes? I'm not. We don't want to need to talk about this for a long time. I just wanna. I just want to touch a little bit on a touch on it since since it happened like last night. You know. Well, the uh, first the thing I'll mention is the perfect segue that you just missed because I mentioned Brandon Fraser and the whale, and he boycotted the Golden Globes and therefore was snuffed at the Golden Globes. So that would have been a perfect. I was segue, not aware of that. I was not aware of that at all. So good on you. It would have been if I. I've just fucking. I don't know. <laughs> there are so you. many fucking things to keep up with. <laughs> I don't keep up with daily Brendan Fraser news, and I have only heard about. Why the not? Way. That I, man is a god. I only have heard about the goal. I only realized the Golden Globes happened because uh, a lot of the people I follow on Instagram suddenly were like, you know, winning <laughs> um, or uh, attending it, and I was like, oh shit, cool. Uh, on it, and so they were posting about it on Instagram, and that's when I realized, oh shit, the Golden Glo Globes are happening. I was not paying attention at all. They it occurred last night. Happen. Yep. Uh, the only two, three, excuse me, awards that I'm aware of, and the people who won, you had 
what is it? Angela Bassett, is that her name? Uh, for Wakanda Forever as a Best Supporting Actress. Right. You had Michelle Yeoh as Best Actress uh, for Everything, Everywhere, All is One. Best all at Film once. Actress. And, yes, Best Film Actress. Thank you. And then Best Supporting Actor from the same film, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, was Kui Kui Kwan. I'm sorry, I probably butchered the name. And he gave this really fucking emotional, like awesome speech. And he dedicated it to like Steven Spielberg, who, you know, put him in Goonies all those years back. And he was short round and Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. So right. very, very fun giving yeah. him the opportunity. And to see that come full circle for him 30 some odd years after those movies, to see that man come back to the forefront of like the zeitgeist of pop culture is fantastic. Because like definitely he is the best part of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yeah, that shitty movie. He's the like. Fuck you! That movie's amazing. That's the worst Indiana Jones movie. No, King of the Crystal Abs- Skull by far. Okay, is okay, worse. right, 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 right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> but like Temple of Doom before Chris King of the Crystal Crystal Skull was the like outside black sheep. You know, like, you could say it's the third of child. the original trilogy. You'd still be wrong, but you could say that. I will say that I'm right. I will say it. <laughs> Because um, all anyway, the movies are amazing. Uh, he did an amazing job, um, and it's, I'm so glad that he's finally come back and he's you know been he's been brought back so that people can enjoy him once again. You know, in the and same that way. movie, he, everything, everywhere, all at once. Holy shit! Is that a pinnacle of film? That like that shows that shows that people with such a tiny budget can do something so much more impactful than anything the MCU is doing in my opinion uh, I would they, even I wouldn't even was... call out the MCU I would just say like superhero movies or even just big budget blockbusters well, like Avatar bo- in the way of water like yes. you could branch it out it doesn't you don't Look, have to target Marvel I'm, yes I'm but I'm going to <laughs> because You're because I like Marvel you know this uh, I like also Marvel. have I like Marvel. I also have criticisms of it, just like I have criticisms of everything. I like Star Wars. I also have criticisms of it. Um, but my problem, what I, what I'm the reason I'm targeting Marvel is because everything, everywhere, all at once came out within weeks of um, Doctor Strange's Multiverse of Madness. So these films were naturally going to be kind of inter- interlocked in a battle of, well, this these are multiverse movies. Uh, and budget to budget, like comparing how much money was put into the production of it, plus how much money was put into the marketing of it, I think that Everything Everywhere All at Once is a vastly superior movie in just about every way uh in a ratio of its budget sure some of it of its effects may not be technically as good as the ones used in multiverse of madness but the way they are used are so much more impactful that you don't realize if they may look a little inferior because they in the context of the film look perfect and that's what is so great about independent filmmaking. And I think that everything everywhere all at once was a inspiration to so many people out there showing like you can do this 
with much less than you thought. It is. Yeah, possible. you don't need crazy special effects or. So just to put it in context, just to break down and back up what uh, what the G Man is getting at. The estimated IMDb budget for <clears throat> Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Badness was two hundred million dollars. Uh, Which is what gross. the average blockbuster movie is costing right now. Yeah, yeah, the give average, or take. Yeah, average out. Um, sometimes they go made, to four hundred. Sometimes they stay at like fifty million. But usually they're yeah, yeah. It floats in there somewhere. Yeah. But point being, two hundred million estimated budget at box office. Uh, IMDb quote, grossing nine point five million. Whatever. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Estimated budget, $25 million. An eighth of the cost. Now, it is also made, a longer it's, movie. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's also much longer. Yeah. Well, it's how got, much was the time? I'm pretty see, sure. Two hours, long. 19 minutes versus... <laughs> <laughs> all right we're talking 13 minutes difference i don't all know right, if i would care enough, about that much but, but it and i mean it made significantly less too but i think that part of that was a the it's marketing an was film. it's an independent film and its marketing was really bad but i think this is one of those movies that will just take time to grow versus Doctor Strange, everybody knows what the fuck Doctor Strange is because right. it's an MCU movie, but everything everywhere all at once, people are like, what the hell is that? Who's it starring? Chinese subtitles? What's you put, going on? You put you put everything everywhere all at once on Netflix, and that movie becomes number one uh, oh, by uh, far. For for 30 weeks. I wouldn't and, even no. <laughs> if I were the Daniels, I wouldn't sell it to Netflix. No, like no, 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 no. I know that's what I'm just saying, like, because Netflix has like that that very central, very easy to reach uh, uh, platform. It, it, that's the sort of movie where it would reach number one and stay at number one for a very long time. Yeah. But it, it's still, I mean, it, dollars to donuts, it was an eighth of the cost, and it is just by far a superior film in almost every single way except visual effects. Yeah. That is the only thing Doctor Strange had more for. And that's why it had probably such a larger budget because it had to pay for all those VFX artists. Right. But, but the story, the acting, the characters, the dialogue, the emotion, the action sequences, like the fighting hand to hand. But think about the the visual effects in Strange, Doctor Strange and the visual effects in um, Everything Everywhere at Once. What was more enjoyable to look at? Which which of the two visual effects styles was more en enjoyable to look at in the end for you? Doctor Strange. <laughs> well, okay, then you're just, just destroying my point. I, but... well, and you know, now okay, I will admit this a little bias. Bias. I'll watch Elizabeth yeah. Olsen. You know, do whatever True. she wants to John Krasinski <laughs> any day of the week. But to be, but also to versus be versus hot dog hands. I'm sorry. No. Oh, sure, sure. But also Stephanie Sue. Who plays the daughter? Who from I, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? She's delightful. I mean, uh, she's fun, but I I'd mean, watch I, her any day. But, but uh, any, if you put anyway. her side by side with Elizabeth Olsen, I am sorry, I'm going to choose the Olsen girl. All right, nine, you know, twelve out of ten times. Like, and bear in mind too, I also not have seen. I have not seen 
Stephanie uh, Stephanie Sue in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I've only gotten so far on that show. I have not yet seen her, but fair enough. Don't, again, you want to go side by side? I will go with Elizabeth every All day right, of the week. Fair enough. Sorry, fair enough. Personal preferences. Anyway, um, she looks gorgeous the, in Doctor Strange because you could just tell she was having fun, hamming it up. And Sam Raimi did a great job. By no means am I saying the movie was bad. I'm not lowering one to raise another. To quote Kevin Smith, just but you just want to go side for side, which is the better movie? Everything, everywhere, all at once takes the yeah, game. Yeah, and definitely. And both Kiwi Kwan and Michelle Yeoh deserve the Golden Globes that they uh, they received. Absolutely, um, Michelle Yeoh especially. Uh, both mm. of them especially, but really, Michelle Yeoh has had such a, a storied career, and she's like getting so much more recognition now. Mm. Uh, she's like being just, she, she's getting a light shot, uh, shot on her and it's a wonderful thing to see. Uh, yes, she was in Witcher Blood Origin. Let, let me tell you something about Witcher Blood Origin just for a moment, just for a moment. Okay. So, Segway. so no, just, just for a quick moment, because we're talking about <laughs> Michelle Yeoh and we're hold talking on, about, on, was, I, because I'm, I'm, because I'm saying that she's been, she does nothing but good stuff. I'm just for a moment going to say no, the actors fine. in Blood Origin. High minded minute. Introduce the high minded minute. Girl. All right, all right. This is the high minded minute, and let's beep, go. Beep, 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 beep. Woo! So, Blood Origin is just like The Witcher. <clears throat> it has everything going for it. It has very good uh, visual effects. It has good, uh, for the most part, actors. It has uh, uh, good production design and like for pretty good like world no not world building but like those three things those three things they have production design visual arts uh, uh, visual effects and uh, um, uh, uh, actors but the writing people I think most people can agree with me on this even the the base Witcher show on Netflix the writing is just eh eh okay what eh. I'm and, sorry. Sorry. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, that what better I, not be your O face. So the when it comes down to it, if The Witcher has A plus visual effects, acting and um, uh, production design, and B writing, Blood Origin has B visual effects, acting and uh, a production design and F writing. This, I think that we need to call an ambulance for the people who, um, for the executives at Netflix, first of all, who okayed this for the writers, because they're obviously not okay. That dialogue was not working for me. <laughs> um, uh, the editors, the editors worked with what they had as they always do. So what went wrong? Well, they had Michelle Yeoh and that's not there's nothing wrong with that. She did a wonderful job. She she killed the fuck out of every single scene she was in. Every most of the actors in it, most of them chewed their fucking scenery. So it was kind of it kind of became worrisome that they were taking such shit 
shit dialogue and actually doing something with it. So if anything, I think just to pay respect to the actors in Blood Origin, who to, to the like 60% of them who really, really fucking worked hard, it's worth a watch to heavily criticize. That was a lot more than a minute. That was a lot more than a minute. I had a lot more. <laughs> I had a lot to say. Sorry. Um, Literally. Don't hold back. Tell us what you really think. All right. Okay. Uh-oh. Hey. No, I thought you were stretching to, like, no, continue. No, my, no. Oh, I wanted <laughs> I to. Like, oh, oh I wanted to. I don't have enough beer. <laughs> I was thinking about it. I wanted to, but no. My back hurts, hmm. man. <laughs> All right. Nah, so we touched on the Golden Globes. Is there anything else you want to discuss there? Um, the Banshees of Inishirin, which was, uh, which won best musical or comedy, which I mean, I guess it is kind of both, um, fascinating, fascinating film. I highly recommend it. I don't think that you would love it. I think that you would find it interesting though. Yeah. I saw some previews and clips and I thought the same, like, I don't know if I'd enjoy this, but I feel like it'd be interesting. I'll give you the basic rundown. Two friends who have been great friends. Think you and me. Great, great friends. Drinking buddies for 30 years. Even if we're still doing this in 30 years, Graham, we did something wrong. We did something wrong, yeah. <laughs> um, actually, if we're doing this in 30 years, I think we'll have done something right, in my opinion. But um, Touche. But... So... These, these these guys have been uh, good friends, drinking buddies for 30 years, and suddenly, out of nowhere, the older friend just stops talking to the other one. And Colin Farrell, playing the younger friend, is, is very upset by this and has to know why. And after much provoking, Brendan Gleeson, playing the older friend insists that if he is harassed anymore, he'll start cutting off his fingers for every interaction he has with Colin Farrell. A little dark, but okay. That's the basic premise of it. He just you, wants you to be left alone. Sir. He just wants to be left alone. And he goes about it in a very, very weird way. It's a fascinating film. I was did not find it a comedy to be a comedy it was um it did not seem like a comedy to me when i saw the trailers it has funny scenes you know what martin mcdonough is a very funny man he's a very funny writer he's a very funny director he's a good he's a very interesting guy but he's also not a comedian he's not a comedic filmmaker have you seen in bruges no, but we talked about this. Have you seen it? Seven Psychopaths? No. Have you seen the uh, uh, no. three three billboards outside Ebbing's Missouri? Yes. So these are all comedies, but they're also we, we, tragedies. We talked about Martin McDonough a couple episodes back. We did. And we did. Yeah, like there are some funny points in Three Billboards. You know, like some fu- stuff to kind of just balance out the seriousness of the movie. But it by no means would be classified as a comedy. No, not my book. But that's the weird. That's why it's a. It's in a weird category that they put it in, like musical or comedy or, or comedy or musical. I 
And I don't yeah, that's understand. Weird. I'm surprised to hear that. I don't understand that category. I think that they need to uh, find another category for films like that. Weirdly, ones that are like. Well, first they need to separate those two because musicals funny. and comedies are comedies vastly and musicals, different. Yeah, they're very different things. They need to be separated. Just because like, musicals are often funny does not mean that they're all comedies. You can't compare like Les Mis to. What's a good comedy? Uh, planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Sure. Or The Big Lebowski. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Hard to compare those two. Like, <laughs> like as much as I would love to. As much as I would love to sit here and break down the difference between Chicago <laughs> and The Big Lebowski. <laughs> Yeah, you ain't wrong. <laughs> now, here's the kicker, Graham. This is Here's the ultimate writing challenge that I think you and I need to do. You write it, I'll produce it. The Big Lebowski, the musical. <sighs> I'm, I need, like, a moment to process that, like, emotionally. Opening number. I'm the dude. No, no. No, you will have no hand in the music, sir. I don't trust you. <laughs> Excuse me. Out of the two of us, who is a professional musician? Sorry, currently a professional musician. Oh, sorry. Exactly. You put the hand fucking down, <laughs> sir. I play my trumpet every week. You haven't touched your fucking bone in a week, in a year. No, well, a week. It's just before that, it was a year. Mm-hmm. You need to play with your bone more, sir. Yes, I do. I need to I need to do that. You need to take it out, rub it up and down, slide it around, see what happens. Sir, I'm going to need you to, like, really reel it in with that sort of talk. <laughs> we are a Christian podcast around here. I was going to say, don't forget to loop it up first. <laughs> We're a Christian podcast around here. Well, that's news to me, sir. <laughs> I'm pretty sure an episode, a, a show called Drunk Thoughts and High Opinions goes against everything in the Bible. Yeah, probably. Though you can't tell me that the people who wrote the Bible weren't smoking weed. Like, those stories Little are... hashish? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, those... Those stories in the Bible are fucking funny, man. Dude, like a woman wants to cut her baby in half. Uh, or no, no, sorry. A king wants to cut a baby in half because two women love uh, – can't, he can't decide which, two, which of two women loves a baby more. Like what the fuck? That's fucking hilarious. And somebody has to have been on weed. I don't think hilarious is the word. No, no, no. That's, no, that's fucking <laughs> – yeah. That's it's, not the word. No, no it, it's, it's – that's <laughs> tragic and disgusting and – no, Horrible. it's hilarious that that's the extreme that they would go to. It's like, oh, we can't decide which person to give this baby to, so we're just going to cut it in half. We we you can't need to decide. redefine your definition we, of hilarious. We, oh, we can't decide, so we're just going to do this. Oh, what oh what else could we do? What if we just kept the baby? Oh, what if we just decide this this woman over this woman? Oh no, well, we have to cut the fucking baby in half. That's fucking hilarious, man. The only way that's fucking hilarious is if it's like John Belushi with a katana from Saturday Night Live and he throws the baby up and chops it in half in midair. That's the only way that story no, would be No, that hilarious. makes it weirder. That makes it really dark. No, have you not he, seen that skit? It is. I have. I don't like that skit. What? What? 
That's John Belushi gold, sir. I like John Belushi. That that's a weird skit. <laughs> You're a weird skit. Fuck you. <laughs> I know I'm a weird skit. That's my whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. We need to find you a new coat rack, something to hang your hat on. Well, fuck you, sir. I'm fuck going to take my headphones and go home. Wait, oh wait, I'm home. I was going to say, you're in your fucking bedroom. Where are you going to go? <laughs> you got no place to be. For Except the, with me. Cut a hole into the mattress. Burrow inside. You'd still be home. No, exactly. I'm the, I'm the, the most central version of home. I'll let you think about those words for a minute. <laughs> oh, I thought about them. I thought reflect about them. upon your sins, sir. I chose my words. You chose them, <laughs> but to tie back to Indiana Jones and the uh, Last Crusade, you have chosen poorly. Poorly, yes. 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 Well. Yeah. 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 What about the Golden Globes? Anything else happened in the, the Golden Globes? Not really. Not anything that I can think of. I know Angela Bassett had a really nice uh, speech about uh, Chadwick Boseman. Oh. Uh, with the Wakanda forever and missing, you know, missing him. But just nice. That's always nice to hear. You know, it's it's a shitty situation. So, yeah. It yeah. is what it is, though. He was a really good guy. Like, he spent a lot of time in uh, children's hospitals working. I mean, not even that, but just, like, you hear these stories about him just being just an awesome person to work with. Yeah, exactly. You know, Um, very, like, super just helpful on set to crew members and and other actors alike. Like a friendly dude. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Beyond that, you got uh, Austin Butler as the best actor in a drama motion picture for Elvis. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Elvis yet? I have not. Uh, oh, I know um, Jeremy Allen White won for The Bear. Yeah. Which yeah, I think I heard that too, which is well nice to deserved. hear. Well deserved. He, he um, fucking killed it in that show. He was solid, for sure. Uh, I'm, interested to see, I'm interested to see where that show goes from where it's at. Apparently, like I feel first, like it's a good setup, but I want to see the follow through. The, like, the it's first, the first season act apparently of a story. is yeah. The, well, according to the creator, the first act, the first season was like a pilot season, and now the second season is where the show is really picking up. Yeah. So, um, I'm really excited to see where they go. I I can see the show um, going for like a five or six season arc. Hmm. I don't know if I give it that much, but. Sure, why not? Uh, at least I can see best it going actor for at least in a musical four. or comedy TV series. Sorry, I can see it going for at least four. I don't if 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 season yeah. one was a pilot season, I see it going for at least four seasons. Then that's fair. I could almost see that. Almost. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got on this uh, best director uh, Steven Spielberg for the Fablemans, which I think you got to watch. Elvis is good, man. If you liked uh, anything by Baz Luhrmann in the past, definitely check out Elvis. Abbott Elementary won for uh, uh, Best Comedy Series. Uh, act, uh, let's see. 
Quinta Brunson, Best Actress in a Musical or Comedy TV Series. Oh, and Musical or Comedy TV Series, Abbott Elementary. Yep, you're right. Um, I got to watch that show with my with uh, Spencer and Madison over the uh, winter celebrations, and it's a really good show. I think that you need to check it out because obvious reasons. Uh, Tyler James Williams also won Best Supporting Actor in a TV's mini, TV series, musical, comedy, or drama from Abbott Elementary. So, yeah, got a got a couple of yeah. couple of recognition, which is nice. What what um what about the drama shows? What about them? Like, I need to know? take a I need to pull up a list. Director of a movie, original score, animated feature, sorting actor, actress, director, foreign film. Ryan Murphy won the Carol Burnett Award. I have no idea that's for. Uh, drama mm. TV series, you had House of the Dragon, The Crown, Better Call Saul, Ozark, and Severance. I'm with very, House of the Dragon winning. Very annoyed that House of the Dragon won. Like it was good and all, but like not. Not that good. I think <clears throat> I think it should have been like neck and neck between Better Call Saul and Severance, honestly. Like Have you watched Ozark yet? I have not seen that show, but Do yourself a favor, go watch Ozark. If you're looking for something in the same vein as like Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, Ozark will scratch that itch. Hmm. Okay. Especially Better now that Call you can Saul. kind of binge the whole story. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm seasons. just saying Ozark is rightly in the contention. Better Call Saul has spent six seasons being the best goddamn show on television. According to you. According to most people. Who, also, who, keep, who keep take in the mind, time to watch that show. A big old asterisk over this entire fucking episode, Graham. The Golden Globes are bought. Oh, I know. That is the general Hollywood consensus. The Golden Globes are pretty much bought by like the Foreign Press Association or some bullshit like that. Like they are not quite earned as much as you might think, like an Oscar. I know. Or things like that, or an Emmy. So just. The amount of dicks sucked and the amount of, um, of, of fucking money spent to get these yeah, awards gotta, is you know, horrendous. Compare HBO to AMC's wallets. That's kind of what you have to go with here. But. I still want to criticize because the more we criticize, That's fine. the more it's out there that they're shit and they're not making the right decisions. They should take the money keep that in mind. and then then make the right decision anyway. And then people are like, wait, what the fuck? You, you, took- <laughs> you think people make the right decision? No, no, no. Anytime? Like, no. You, know, you know what would be really funny? You know what would be really funny is if like, all of the other shows gave them money, uh, gave them like lots of money and stuff, and then they gave it to the one show that didn't give them money, and then all the shows are like, "Hey, what the fuck? We had a deal." That would be hilarious to me. Yeah, that would be hilarious. I grant you, never will happen, but I grant you that would be fucking funny. Yes. Uh, and speaking of people who are being bought out or, or, you know, their dicks are being sucked so well that, you know, people don't care. 
Warner Brothers defending Ezra Miller as much as they yeah. are oh, is man. so weird. Of course you're going to go down this road. So, okay. No, go down it. This will be fun. I honestly, I was thinking about it today. I was like, what could they possibly, what it, what possibly could they be thinking about this? What is it? And I realized, oh, do these executives have like this weird, like, um, non, non-binary fetish? Some, do some of these executives that have a lot of power have like this fetish that he has a like is able to provide for them? They are able to provide for them. Sorry, sorry. They they are able to provide for them. Yeah, sorry. I was that that just kind of made me think about that today because that I couldn't think of any other reason that they would defend this person that hard. This, like. There's no reason unless it's like nepotism, but Ezra Miller is not related to any of the people like uh, uh, there. Not that we know of. Like he has apparently had like like cultish like tendencies in the past. Like people have started to want to follow him in a cultish way. Does he has he given them like really fucking good weed or like. LSD or something or mushrooms? Has he taken Believe them on like, or not, the my mo- high friend, most amazing trips? Not everybody smokes as much weed as you do. Right, that's true. Yeah, it's not a currency used by the modern world <laughs> as much as you might want it to be. That's fair. That's fair. Now you do have a strong point, though. Like in a world where. You got movies that come out like Black Adam. You got movies that don't come out like Batwoman. You got James Gunn in charge of the DCU, you know, the cinematic universe created by DC Comics. Like, what has to be going on in those conversations that they're like, all right, we're going to cancel this movie. We're going to stop using Henry Cavill as Superman. We're going to do this, that, and the other thing. But we're still keeping this... Hot, like this fucking psychopath who's broken into homes, has threatened yeah. people and done some really stupid shit. And they say, no, we're going to keep that movie. Like, that's the movie we we have. Like the Flash movie. Yeah. Has to be like the biggest pot of gold they're hanging their hat on. And it just makes no sense because like. I don't like, is it going to flashpoint and restart all the universes? Is that what they're doing to try to use it as like a, a clean slate movie or what? Yeah, I don't like, know. It, it boggles my brain that like the rock pushed for a black Adam movie for 10 years. He finally got it. And it's a solid flick. Is it good? Mm, but is it fun? Yes. Could it, could it go somewhere? Definitely. And you got Shazam, which is also a fun, campy Marvel-esque movie in the DCU. That's they're about to come out with a sequel. So it's like, you got something there. They had a perfectly good Batwoman movie or Batgirl movie that they just were like, hmm, we're going to take the tax credits on that and fuck that movie over for whatever reason. And then you got a great fucking Superman and Henry Cavill and James Gunn says, eh, we're going to nix that dude. And then does that mean we're bringing in Robert Pattinson's Batman? Like, what are we doing with that dude? And like Ben Affleck was supposed to be in The Flash as well as uh, Michael Keaton. Like, what are we doing? Those Batman? I don't fucking know. So it just, it seems really fucking weird. 
Yeah, I that think they're pushing to keep this movie alive when they've canceled mm-hmm. so much of the other DCU. You know what it could be? It, it, it is that like Flash, <sighs> this movie will this movie will uh, like allow them to reset everything, and they're just trying to hold on to him until the movie's released, and then they can separate from him. That could be a thing. That's the the general consensus that I've heard too. I don't know. Like I've heard that rumor and I I believe that's the case, but at the same time, if you're Ezra Miller and you're just doing whatever the fuck you want, if you heard that news, what's to stop you from just going like what's keeping him clean? What's keeping him cuz they they say, "Oh, we're keeping this movie on track because Ezra Miller has changed his he's They've made a change for the better. They're keeping themselves in line. They're they're clean, sober, and they're not doing this, that, and the other thing. Everything's been hanging on this this Ezra Miller, and they say that they've been doing better. And that's why the movie's still in the slate. But if the unless they're doing without his knowledge, I don't know. If I was Ezra Miller and found out that they were just gonna like, you know, fuck off with the my continuity. I'd be like, fuck all y'all. I'm going to go break into another home in Vermont and fuck over people in Hawaii. Why not? Yeah. No, that's totally – that's totally like fair. They're, they're going to be done with my paycheck once uh, you know, once that movie drops, which God knows whenever that's coming out. God, so yeah. I'll, you know, what, But at the same time – You know what would be funny is if it just never came out. Yeah, they just keep just pushing it never, back. What if it? No, no, it just never ever comes out, and they just eventually shelve it. They're like, we can't release it. It's un. It's it's not good. It's unwatchable. It's unwatchable. <laughs> no, you know what? That'd be amazing because you know what's in its final season right now. Filming what? in Vancouver. What? Jesus Christ! Do I have to spell it out for you, dude? <sighs> <laughs> what the is Flash funny? TV series is oh, right. filming God. Grant Gustin is in Vancouver right now with the amazing Stephen Amell, Stephen Amell for like the and they're episode. filming season 9 of The Flash Yeah, that'll be the final season of that show so wouldn't it just be the fucking cat's ass bees knees all end all be all fuck you to Ezra Miller that like at the end of that movie they erase his timeline and they brought in Grant Gustin to be the DC oh God, the I've Flash. been wanting that for fucking eight years Grant Gustin is everybody a really has join the fucking really party fucking bro Barry Allen. like Stephen Amell was an okay Oliver Queen like that's not that's oh fuck not you my, he was amazing he, well no I take that back my, he was a good. My, he was a good character in the show. Like I like the portrayal did. of what he was given. It was they wrote Oliver Queen basically as a pseudo Bruce Wayne. They well they did yeah, they did the opposite of what the character is supposed to be. Bruce Wayne when his family dies becomes sad, uh, lonely and like depressed. And when Oliver Queen loses his entire family, he is sad and lonely but he puts on a happy face and he and he pu- puts on a smile and he and he goes out and save uh, uh like saves people and you know fights crime and shit like what Batman comic much... you're reading where he's depressed all the time like he's actually the Bruce Wayne ego is a playboy yes yes he's a playboy yes but he but his like inner thoughts are very very depressed and shit and um 
uh, Oliver Queen was created as kind of like a, a, a happy-go-lucky uh, kind of. He was created in the he was he was created with the basically the same origin story as Batman. He was supposed to be a Batman copycat, yeah. just with the the markings of Errol Flynn as Robin Hood. Exactly. Um, I've read the first Green Arrow comics. Same. I've read They're most fun. of the Green Arrow comics. I, I, I became a really big Green Arrow fan and sought them out. And so I've read most Green Arrow comics, except for the ones that have come out in like the last three years. Um, but you read Kevin's? I did read Kevin's. Those were good. Quiver? I really yeah. liked Quiver. Um, yeah, that was when I was living in France. Uh, but yeah, I, I really liked uh, Arrow. I thought that show was really good. Stephen Mel was really good. Um, uh, uh, Green Arrow. He was good for I what liked, they gave him. Yeah, exactly. They just the character was written different. Yeah, he, the character was. Written they couldn't different. use Batman, so they made yeah. a new Batman. Yeah. Whereas with the Flash, they actually knew what to fucking write. A character yeah. who's kind of dim, dim but but smart at the same time. You know, like that that that. That fun dichotomy. He was a nerd. He's a nerd. That fun He's dichotomy. He's a charming nerd. And um, but I love Stephen Amell, especially when it was Stephen Amell and uh, Grant Gustin on the screen at the same time in those early years. They had such a great back and forth. Oh my god! I there was there were times where I was like, can't this just be the show? Can't this both yeah, of their the shows? The crossovers were amazing. Can't the crossovers just be constant, please? Can't they be like every other episode or something? But. And anyway, back to the point, because you're not wrong, but that won't go anywhere. <laughs> They're filming season nine. So, like, can you imagine a world where that movie ends with Ezra Miller being like dusted Thanos style they and they bring, bring in, in Grant Gustin? Bring in all the CW people that they like. <laughs> well, they've can't like the CW verse is dead officially. They're, oh, really? they're done. They're done with all Black the Lightning CW. Is- Black Lightning is done. Stargirl, I think, is maybe still going, but that's not technically an Arrowverse show. Supergirl uh, is gone. Yeah, Melissa Benoist is done. Uh, Legends, of, Legends Tomorrow of Tomorrow ended. is done. I mean, Matt Ryan as Constantine was great. Bring him into a film, even, you know. Like, uh, you could tell, so hard. like at this point. Like five shows going, my God. They had so many shows. And they're mostly good. Batwoman. They had Batwoman for a while. Oh, right. Uh, with uh, first with Ruby Rose and then the other girl that I'm, I'm sorry, I don't quite remember her name. Yeah. But like I never watched they, the show. You know, they had that, that yeah. going on. So like you could totally take them. Uh, uh, let's see. I'm just looking, pulling up the name because I feel bad. Uh Uh, Javisa Leslie, Javisha Leslie is her name. Uh, you could totally like I could see a world. I don't know if James Gunn will do it because James Gunn, as much as I love the man, I just he's more creative than this. Like I don't see him copping out to that. But you could, I could see a world where like his universe incorporates those actors into that world. Like a lot of those actors bringing them into the film world, which is where a lot of them probably want to go. Right. You know. Like bring them in for a, an episode or not an episode, but like a show, a, a movie here or there is like side characters or cameos or something. Right. It could happen. I don't. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I just. I think that would be cool. So. I that think would that. Be. I think that they are going to do, 
Like, they already had Ezra Miller show up at one point in The Flash, at uh, the CW Flash, yeah. didn't they? So they've already, yeah, they already the, established Yeah, uh, crossover that. crisis. Yeah, so I think that they're probably going to have, in The Flash movie, Grant Gustin show up. Almost definitely. Um, mm. Because they're going to have, like, mul- multiple versions of him. Come on, it's a Flash movie, and they're going big. There's going to be multiple versions of him. Um, yeah, so they brought in Jay, uh, you know, um, John Wesley Ship and and yep. Grant Gustin and and you know I mean, even any the other, of the voice the, actors the, they've ever had have put them in a suit. Yeah, um, or they've you know the Flash show has brought it together its own entourage where it's got like Kid Flash and um, and 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 you know like his daughter and his son and stuff like that, Bart and whatnot. So like they right. could bring in a bunch of Flashes from that show if they wanted. And John Wesley Shipp was the Flash back in the 90s. Right. Right. Which is another reason why I thought that show was so fantastic, how they tied it together. Yes. Yeah. Even, they I even actually, brought back Mark Hamill as the trickster for fuck's sake. That was fun. Those episodes were really good. I watched, I think, up until the uh, like end of season six or, six, or five. I kind of – I forget which, which uh, villain I fell off with, but um, – I remember anyway. wanting them. I remember wanting to see Godspeed, but we never. Uh, I I don't. Think, I think they did it after. Oh, I then, no, watching. you you're like season five because Godspeed was in there a couple of times. He starts as like a a minor, inconsequential villain, and then they bring him back to become more of a nuisance. And he's yeah. voiced by uh, shit. What's his name? The dude uh, from Jurassic Park. Um, the the doctor from Jurassic Park. Jeff you know what I'm talking about. Jeff no, Goldblum. the doctor. I'm I no, I don't know. I don't I'm forgetting. The the, the they, they brought him back for he was in the original and then he came back for the new yeah, ones. I know Samuel. Uh, BD Wong. Oh BD Wong. Oh, oh, BD oh. Wong. Right. He voices That's uh, the character you're talking about. Godspeed, which is interesting because he also voiced Hugo Strange in Arkham City. Oh, right. I, I remember that. Mm. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. He didn't voice the he he didn't voice Hugo Strange. He was Hugo Strange in Gotham. You're drunk, sir. Maybe. But my fact still stands that he played BD Wong played Hugo Strange in Gotham. You're wobbling. That's why I say you're drunk. Mm. Wow. And you just downed that point. fucking beer. Um, no, I okay, got one more. I'll take, your, I'll take your word for it. I'll take your word for it. Anyway. It's a fact. Don't take my word for it. Look it up, bitch. I can I can see this uh, the reason they're holding on being that it was just it felt weird that like why is this the per- the hill that they're willing to die on you know for uh, Ezra Miller for Ezra Miller that that was the thing that kept yeah. getting to me I was like why why this person mm, like why perfect. this problematic person there are so many other people in this world who are equally talented and not fucking problematic why this why them why them yeah again it's not like he's a brilliant it's not like they're a brilliant fucking actor they're not shakespearean 
I, I granted, I did enjoy Ezra Miller a lot more in the Snyder cut of Jurassic. Uh, sorry, Justice League, Jurassic League, Justice League. I enjoyed him a lot more, them a lot more, because they got a lot more screen time and made more sense. Like you got a little more used to him mm-hmm. versus uh, J- J- the Joss Justice League with Joss Whedon. Like yeah. I didn't like Ezra Miller in that one, but I did like them and. Justice League and the Snyder Cut. And I thought, okay, like I could see this person doing more. But then, yeah, it's like they're so problematic. They're doing all these fresh reboots of movies or not reboots, but like they're 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 taking it a new direction. Why keep them around? Like, what does this movie have? What that's my curious point. Curiosity point is what does this movie have that's so fucking pivotal that it has to be kept around that when we lost Batgirl, when we lost Henry Cavill, and when we lost The Rock. And the same goes for Shazam. What do we have what's happening with Shazam and the Fury of the Gods movie? What's gonna happen there? Yeah, honestly, and I've been following I've been following that with the with like the rock drama and all that, and I'm I'm just wondering, like he he seems to have pissed off a lot of people. Um because he just so have you heard about how The Rock likes to refer to him as franchise Viagra? No, I have not. <laughs> so I haven't heard that. <laughs> so The Rock, The Rock for years has referred to himself as franchise Viagra. ever since he uh, was on. I think it was um, the Fast and the Furious when he went on Fast Five, and then he was on. Uh, what was the then when he did um, ju- uh, uh, Welcome to the Jungle, uh, the Jumanji movie. He, oh, the Jumanji movies, yeah. That's when he he was oh, like, "Can you call um, two a franchise? Come on!" But I think he would. He had done several in between as well. But he started calling himself Franchise Viagra. But the thing is, he's done. He's tried to pick up so many fucking franchises over the years, and they've all been terrible. <laughs> and he's only had like a few successful ones. Do you remember that movie um uh Rampage, I think it was? It was it Rampage came, and came out, like, it was based years, on the old Nintendo uh the old gaming uh video game. Like three years ago came out. Um mm, longer than that, but I do know I do know you're referring yeah, to. And like that movie felt like it was going to be this fucking epic Oh, like make a franchise and then it just Four never went ago. anywhere and like probably lost a lot of money. Um, like he keeps appearing in movies thinking that he's going to be cool. And just because he's there, he's going to be, it's going to be awesome. And that's just not a, the, not the reality. Like, and I don't think he's loved by as many people as he thinks or like that he's loved by a lot of people, but that's not enough people who are interested to like go see the shitty movies or, or yeah, go and watch them multiple times. You know, there, he doesn't make movies that are bad. He doesn't make movies that are good. He makes movies that are like, Oh, this was a nice one time watch. And I don't think I'll watch it again. You know, that's what I think of most movies with the rock in them. Like red notice. I don't think I'll ever watch that movie ever again. No, but instead he shows up to set and just goes, what can I say? You're welcome. 
Ha ha ha. And then very walks away. good. Ha ha. Very, very funny. You thank funny. you. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Yeah. So that's Oh come on, that was fucking clever and you know it. Get fucked. I I am I'm chuckling. Ha ha ha. I just don't I want to, I don't you. I don't want to give you too much credit. I don't want you getting inside your own head. You're already too arrogant. Fuck you, I'm amazing. Alright, you're you're up here. I'm gonna need you need you down here. Not Who too much. Who's just listening? Graham's hand much. didn't move my much, so I don't know what his problem is. God damn it! Hey, just a little bit, just a little just bit, a little bit. Just, just a little bit, just a little bit. Well, anyway, that's my opinions for the week. I don't know if I if I have any more in me. I'm quite sure you do, sir. Then prompt Your text me. messages say different. Prompt me. Oh, right. Oh. Prompt you? Prompt you? Oh, shit. Buckle up, buttercup. Let's see. If you refer to someone's penis as the Tower of London, you're implying it's a chode. This is true, because have you ever seen This it? was a text. A literal text. The high host <laughs> sent to me randomly no pretext no context no nothing i i am in my car driving and it says you got a text from graham so i hit you know i hit the little button on my car and so i get siri to read it out to me and literally i get the fucking graham said if you return to if you refer to someone's penis as a tower of london you're implying it's a chode do you want to reply now? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I don't want to fucking reply. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't know that Siri read it out for you. That's amazing. How dare you put those words in Siri's mouth? Siri's a saint. <laughs> hey, you're the one who chose to have Siri read my words. <laughs> I'm driving, you asshole. What do you want me to do? Read your texts? I didn't know you were driving. <laughs> well, anyway, to explain why I said that, have you ever seen a photo of the Tower of London? Maybe in history class, like 15 okay, years well, ago when I was a young'un? Look it up, and while you do, I'll explain why, why I said this. So... Mm -hmm. So uh, Prince Harry went on and had an interview with Stephen Colbert, a long interview explaining things. And at one point they, they started listing off different uh, 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 words or things to refer to your penis as. And, uh, and Stephen Colbert said, you're a tower of London. And Prince Harry's face was fucking priceless as he was just like, good God, I have never heard that one before. <laughs> and For the record, it looks nothing like a penis. It doesn't. Exactly. Mine's more Leaning Tower of Pisa, but that's a whole other story. Fair. Uh, <laughs> but when I heard that, I thought it was <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, Immediately thinking, if you were if you were to call somebody's penis uh, the refer to somebody's penis as the Tower of London, you're implying that it's a chode, right? Because look at that thing. No, I refuse to look at a chode or the Tower of London ever again. 
Like, what? What weed are you smoking? Uh, oh, my bag. Uh, so, right now I am smoking. He has a bag, folks. This looks like a bag you get tea from. <laughs> it's a giant bag. 14 grams. No, I beg the difference, sir. It's OS Kush Legendary Larry. Hybrid. My tea bags look very similar. <laughs> Just saying. No, I think that looks very. Yeah, it does. They do. Well, OS Kush Legendary Larry Hybrid Indica Dominant Flower. That's that's certainly a string of words. Oh, oh, that's funny. I think Legendary Larry is the French name. OS Kush is the English. Legend, uh, le, why would they give you the French and the English name? Because it's Canada. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, you got me there. I'll lawyered. Give you lawyered. Yeah, admitted. I, I withdraw. Yeah, get the fuck out of my office. Would it be a courtroom? No, in this context. Lawyered. No, in this context, it's my office. You're not the judge, though. I know. We would only be in the judge's office, and you're not the judge, so we're two, we would we're just, be in a we're, we're two lawyers in an office, in like a uh, an office discussing before going to the court. So get the fuck out All of right, my Saul. office. Whatever, Saul. <laughs> sigh. Sigh. Lasai. Lasai. You're the reason why I drink. You're the reason I fucking smoke. No, I'm not. You will smoke regardless. Yes, but you're the reason I smoke. I'm the reason you smoked for the last hour. That's for sure. Yes, that's true. But let's call it an hour at that, folks. We've talked Golden Globes. We've talked... I don't know. What the fuck did we talk about? We talked a lot about a, 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 a kind of spider web of topics branching from the Golden Globes. Let's think of it like that and be done with it. <laughs> We'll call this the idea of this episode the spider web. Walking through the spider web. No. Never heard that song, no. Spider Webs? I haven't. You heard of a little, this little no name girl. You may, I don't, I wouldn't believe you never heard of her, but she's called Gwen Stefani. Yes. Yeah, it was one of her like biggest hits back in the early 90s when she was in a ska band. Okay. Most people forget Gwen Stefani got her start in ska. Thank you very much. All right. And then she went rogue and went to country music, marrying what's his nut. What's his nut? He only has one. I don't fucking know. I don't pay attention to that. Fair enough. Fair enough. But he's a country singer. That's all I know. And I don't care. So anyway, walk through the spider web, listen to our episode or don't. We don't care. Most people but won't. But for now. Most people won't, but I know Graham's mom will. No. Hi, Graham's mom. Oh, God. She would never listen to any of this. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Hell <laughs> no. <laughs> She'd be done after fucking two minutes. Yeah, that's uh, that's how I met her, too. All right, we're done with this now. Corey, where can we find you? <laughs> where can we find you online? 
where can you find me? I don't fucking know. Uh, social media, I guess. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, MySpace. At uh, Roxyboy, R-O-K-E-S-Y-B-O-Y. You can find random pictures of me and my girlfriend, Hannah. I'm hoping to publish a little bit more of my uh, Delcor work uh, onto my social media going forward now that I'm the official marketing videographer. Um, and some really cool shenanigans going on there. It's just tricky because some of the companies we work for, they're like, please don't show our product on your public videos. Thank you very much. But uh, I do just finish editing a video for a coffee me a coffee machine that uh that is pretty cool so i'm hoping to put that out there publicly and uh i did do a video series a video series sorry excuse me on all of the industries that my company is involved in and uh i did the voiceover work on 15 out of the 16 videos in that series so if you want to hear my sultry voice a lot more I can start linking those to my social media and I'm sober for these, believe it or not, folks. So very cool. Keep an eye out for those. Well, you know, if you ever need somebody to, uh, if you never ever need to outsource your voice work, you can just call me because I like to do voice work all the time. Why do you get like a country accent? When you do that? <laughs> I don't know why. When I get into a micro, when I get right into the microphone, I don't know why, but I just immediately have, feel the need to speak in a southern drawl. What is that? You put on that southern drawl, and it almost sounds like you got a massive underbite. What is that? Why do I do that? I, ask I don't you, fucking sir. know. That's what I'm asking you. I I don't know. I oh god. You're asking the wrong questions to the wrong person. I don't know why I do the things I do. You know? Yeah, I'm aware of that. Yeah. Well... But the things you do, whatever they are, where can we find those things you do? Well, you can find the weird and mad things I do uh, subsequently at mad-musings.com. My short stories, my shorter stories, my poetry, my photographs along with my shorter stories... Um, uh, you're going to find some historical, uh, short stories coming soon, um, as well as a, uh, an addition to my biography, which will be a, uh, photo essay, uh, about my writing process. So keep an eye out for that coming soon in the, in the, in the next few weeks. Um, and then you can find me also at outrageous underscore creation at, on Instagram, I don't really post much except about Mad Dash Musings, so you might as well just go there. So, uh, yeah. That's us for the week. I want to take a hot, hot, hot minute and call out Graham on his maddashmusings.com website uh, about the author. There's a wonderful picture of Graham, black and white, very thematic, very uh, artsy. And then there's a nice quote right underneath it by Graham himself. People who remember their own quotes are assholes. <laughs> you are a pretentious douche. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. Do with it what you may. You're a pretentious douche. What? <laughs> uh, I, I knew I had to put a quote there. I was like, I don't want to. I don't know what to put there. So I'm fucking. 
mean, it's an original quote. I'll give you that. <laughs> That's the only thing going for. It's certainly original. Okay, fuck you. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh my god. People who remember their own quotes are assholes. Chris <laughs> Stepnaski, 2022. I mean, am I wrong? Nope, you're just also an asshole. <laughs> In my own way. Yep. <laughs> On that note, have a great week, everyone. We'll see you next week on Drunk Thoughts and High Opinions. Uh, Cheers. Cheers, everybody.